0: The Better Me podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. Not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children. So be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a Better Me. and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I thank you for joining me today. Um, you will not be disappointed because today I am welcoming back your favorite guest, my husband, John, and we are tackling men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We have listened to the book and read the summaries, and we are going to be talking about what it meant to us, what takeaways we got from it, and basically what it really means um, for men to be from Mars and women to be from Venus. So um, I think this will be a really fun topic, and uh, I'd love to get some feedback for people out there who maybe have read the book and maybe got a different take from it than we did or took away something that we may have missed. Um you can email me at the but at bettermepodcast at gmail.com. Um you can also follow me on Better Me Podcast on Instagram and DM me there. Um but I would love to hear some feedback and uh once again I just thank you so much for joining me and I thank you for your five-star ratings and your reviews. I really enjoy reading those, so keep it up. Thank you, and I will be right back with John. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I am joined by my husband, John, today.
1: (laughs) Hello, I'm back.
0: Everybody has been sending me messages asking, when is John coming back? When is John coming back? So
1: I think they just want to see me have to in fear and, and <laughs> grapple for words and
0: I don't think that's true at all know. I think it's more because you're a funny guy are you
1: sure my buddies are not calling in or, and no and, and to, okay
0: I've been getting emails right. I've been getting messages on Instagram they all say we want John we want John <laughs> oh they
1: chant like that well. yeah
0: well that's oh. how I read it
1: okay all right <laughs> Well, it's good to be wanted. It's good to have a fan base.
0: Yeah. Well, you definitely have a lot of fans. So, And I am your number one fan. Oh. Because I love when we do podcasts together. I know you do. It's super fun, and I enjoy the conversation. And I also enjoy the research that goes into the conversation.
1: Well, you do quite a bit more research than I do, and I feel kind of bad because you were I heard you down there listening to the the book well, and taking notes, and here I'm up here watching the football game.
0: Well, I mean, I guess, but it's in my head. Yeah,
1: and I heard the book. Yeah, so I got it,
0: and you read the summary online, and I
1: read the summary. Okay, I just read the back of the book. That's what I did in high school. So,
0: <laughs> the book that we're talking about is "Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus" by John Gray. He also wrote The Love Languages, which we have talked about previously, like kind of touched on, Um, but we really got a lot out of that book as well, which we can talk about maybe after we talk about Mars and Venus. Yeah. So um, let's just start out by, um, maybe you can tell me like what were your sort of ah ahas when you were reading or listening to the book
1: well i mean it's it's always good to have things that you already kind of believe Mm -hmm. reinforced by a book such as this right or an author and i knew a long time ago that (laughs) women are wired different than men right uh, and I don't mean physically. <laughs> I <laughs> figured that shit out <laughs> real early, <laughs> but I mean listening to that book, and and then thinking back about our nineteen years together.
0: Yeah, there
1: was a lot of aha. Uh-huh, well, that makes sense. Well, no shit. You know, right? there was a lot of those moments. Yeah, as I listened to that.
0: Me too. You like know? We found ourselves kind of giggling a couple times like, oh, this is so true. Right. And then it just so happened that we had had sort of like a classic situation the night before we were listening to the book that fit in exactly to the description of like the withdrawer versus the pursuer. Yeah. It was actually laughable. You, sh-
1: you should explain what Those two things, the withdrawal and and the pursuer.
0: Okay. And who's who in this
1: relationship and who is who in most relationships.
0: Okay. So pretty much in all relationships, there is an emotional withdrawer and a pursuer. And um, it's super, super rare that you will find two of the same in a relationship. It probably the relationship either wouldn't work out Or it would be one of those things where it would be like super flammable at first and then sort of fizzle.
1: Well, I I think even if you had two pursuers, and you can explain what an example of a pursuer and what a withdrawal is. But I I think if you had two of the same in any relationship, one of them would morph into the other one. One of them would be dominant,
0: you know? Right.
1: Over the course of time, if they stayed together, one would take a different role.
0: Or there would just be, like, a a total battle between the two to be, you know, the alpha. I don't know how that would work. And obviously, if you had two withdrawers, they would never get anything done. No, no. (laughs) So, um, just a quick description, then, about what the two are. So, um, a pursuer would be someone who's probably a little bit more sexual. Someone who... um,
1: Really, I didn't know that. More, would it be more sexual?
0: Well, maybe just is like looking for that, not necessarily like actual intercourse oh. type of, but like they need more physical attention. Um, they crave like a connection. Okay, so that's a pursuer. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they also would be the first to. Uh, want to talk about feelings. Okay. So uh, the pursuer would always sort of start the conversation of, uh, you know, we need to talk. And um, these are my feelings.
1: So on a scale of one to 10, one being you're just a little bit pursuer. I'm
0: a fucking 10.
1: And 10 off being... Off the
0: chart 10. You're
1: a 10 pursuer. <laughs> okay.
0: And um, And part of the description is that I need... If we're, you know, in the middle of a disagreement, I need closure immediately. Whereas you, as an emotional withdrawer, you want to walk away, cool down, think about it, be alone. And you can wait, you know, a certain amount of time to talk about it.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Like you want the situation to sort of... um fizzle a little bit before engaging.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just get to the point where like, I just don't want to deal with this shit right now. Right. You know?
0: Right. Well, and I'm the opposite. I know. <laughs> where I'm like, I don't want to cry another tear. I don't want to think about it, you know, So on a scale
1: of one to 10, same, same scale, how, what kind of pursuer you, or withdrawal am
0: I? You're, when you open the dictionary and look up the word withdrawer your picture is Come on. There. <laughs> No, actually I would say when it comes to arguments you're classic withdrawer. But when it comes to like um needing like physical attention, you tend to be a little bit more of a pursuer. Okay. So, I would say uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 you're probably a Six and a half.
1: Six and a half. All right. So I'm in the middle of the road.
0: Pretty much. I mean, maybe and, a seven. And you're a ten. Uh, yeah. So
1: you're extreme, and I'm pretty much average. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, at least you, we got at least we have that out there. You're tipping. You're tipping towards the withdrawer, but only because you definitely don't want to. You know, always talk about feelings. You don't. You don't necessarily feel the need to get things off your chest. No. Like I do. No. And I, I want to talk about everything. I know you do. Which is, I mean, hello, Better Me Podcast. Like, <laughs> this is a good outlet for me.
1: This is. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> so, um, it doesn't always have to be the man or the woman either. And, um, you know, there's a lot of men who are pursuers. There's a lot of Yay! women who are withdrawers. Um,
1: well, we were trying to think. Of, I was trying to th- say that earlier, we were trying to think of that, like, well, there's a lot of men that are pursuers, but then I had to really think about it, and of all the relationships of, of people that I know throughout the years, I can really only think...
0: Well, your daughter is a classic withdrawer.
1: Two. Which one? Heather. Oh, yeah.
0: She's a classic withdrawer, and yes. we actually talked about it when we saw her last, because I'm like, you and your dad are one and the same she wants to walk away from a really from a um a argument or a misunderstanding and think about it. Right. Just like you do. Huh. So I think we decided that my mom might be a bit of a withdrawer as well.
1: Um y- yes. A so. withdraw but but also could be a ruthless pursuer too. <laughs>
0: With the double eye roll, yeah, the, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can tell when your mom is about to click off safe.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> I have to admit.
0: Uh, well, it could be fun for you, <laughs> it depending on who she's.
1: Well, I, I think unleashing I, I, on right. I, well, it's, of course, it's Willie. And I, <laughs> I can kind of sense when he's about to take a verbal ass kicking. Yeah, which yeah.
0: most of the time he deserves anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, um, like I was saying, in the book, you know, they talk a lot about the differences in men and women and how, you know, one is usually more uh, vocal about feelings and stuff like that. And, you know, classically and stereotypically, that ends up being the woman for the most part. Right. And so that was one of the main focuses of the book was that, you know, men, when, when a woman comes home and has a bad day, you know, this is just an example, and says to her husband, you know, this was the, this was such a terrible day. You know, it was, I'm super stressed out. I have no time for myself. You know, work is, is crazy and stressful. Men, as a natural reaction, want to say, um, well, you should quit that job. You should find a new job. You're not happy there. Um, you should, you know, take a little more time off. You should go get a massage. You, you know, like they're coming up with solutions. Right. And when a lot of times what women are really looking for is just for you to go like, that that sounds terrible. That sounds like a horrible day. I feel bad for you. You know, I come here. Let me give you a big hug and a kiss.
1: Right. I get that. And that was the biggest takeaway from the book is men just want to try to fix shit. And the woman doesn't, does not necessarily need, need it fixed. They just need you to freaking listen. Right. And that means more than anything. Yes. However, but, comma. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. we just might have a little nugget, <laughs> just a little morsel of information yes. that could be useful. So,
0: I think maybe how, a balance.
1: So, how 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 do we do that? I mean, do do we we listen and then like talk about it later and come back and go, hey, I was thinking about what you had said about your day to day. You know. And well, this this just came up when you were talking about work, and your boss said, "Hey, I need you to take more of a kind of a what is it, a, a leadership role, or mm-hmm. more, you know." Yeah. And and I said, and you you weren't even offered me a problem.
0: Right. It you wasn't were, a problem.
1: However, I had a solution. <laughs> right. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, I could tell that you 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 kind of. Retracted a little bit.
0: Well, I guess I was just really looking for you to go like that. Sounds really cool, right? That's and, awesome for you.
1: And I immediately reflect back to okay, this is this is this is leadership one and one, and this is what the Marine Corps is all about is leadership one one. Right. So of course I have solutions for that,
0: <laughs> and that's great. I and there are a lot of times when I do want. A solution for something. So, how do, how do, as just, a guy,
1: how do I know when that point is? How do I know you just don't need a hug and, a, and listening? Or you might really want to. Well,
0: I think it depends on the way that I'm talking about it.
1: Holy if I'm shit, saying, how like, do what I do you think that about out? that? Oh, what do I think about that? That is my key.
0: Right. I would say, you know, what would you do in this situation? Oh, okay. You know, those would be kind of. So if you know,
1: unless you ask, offer offer no solution.
0: Yeah, that I would, would be say, unless I ask. Okay. Or unless I'm giving you like that opening, that well meeting where I say, you know, what would you do in that situation? Okay.
1: Or, yeah, you're asking. Yeah. I uh, I I don't want to leave anything for chance here. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is critical information to my survival.
0: Well, that's why we need to listen to these kinds of books together.
1: Well, no. I mean, you just you just kind of gave me the script. If, if I don't, if I ask, I need a solution.
0: Well, no, but I'm saying, you know, if you were to listen to this book on your own or if I were to listen to this book on my own, it would be great the one way, but it needs to come from both sides, you know, where you would understand. Right.
1: No, I listened to the book. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I just want to make, I just want to clarify and confirm that unless you ask for a a solution Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or ask my opinion, I should shut the fuck out and just nod and hug.
0: Probably just looking for like some affirmation.
1: Okay. Words of affirmation. (laughs) Back to. I can't believe I've read two of these fuckers books.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, we've been together almost 20 I know. years. I mean,
1: there's good insider trader information. Yes. Yeah. Know thy it's... enemy. Not that you're the enemy. Oh. Not <laughs> that you're the enemy. It's a saying, though. Yes. I know right. what you
0: mean. So, okay, let's flip the script then and talk about um, men. And maybe ways that women have incorrectly tried to communicate with men. One of the things that was in the book that, you know, we both kind of did a little aha to was, um, when men are, uh, doing something and women offer unsolicited advice and to a woman. The
1: example in the book was they were lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, clearly you're lost, you should have taken a left back there, like that kind of thing. Yeah. As a woman, we're thinking that we're helping you figure it out. Like we're, you know, we're giving you the answer. But as men, you take it as a like you're weak. Yes. Like a like a sign of
1: weakness. We have fragile. <laughs> And I mean fragile egos, (laughs) and and I would say that most men won't admit to it, but I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, egos are fragile for men. Yeah, and there's certain things that really jab at us. Well, especially
0: something maybe I'm assuming that would question your manhood. You know, and by that I'm speaking very generally, and talking very heterosexual as far as like driving directions. Yeah. Fixing something.
1: Fixing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Except when it comes to fixing shit, I know my limitations. <laughs> and I don't even allow you to hurt my fragile ego because I've already said, yeah, I can't do that shit. Give me the fucking, <laughs> give me the internet. I gotta look this up. I'm getting somebody over here.
0: A.K.A. a drywall Oh (laughs) situation.
1: Drywall looks so easy on YouTube. Fuck that.
0: (laughs) Fuck that. I'm done. We needed a professional. Yeah.
1: I have no problem.
0: But you are handy at a lot of things. Well I know you don't give yourself a lot of credit. Yeah, well, I
1: eventually figure it out, but it's painful.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so that was another one that, you know, I I could see, you know, the logic in that. Oh, as a woman when i'm saying things it's really i'm trying to make the situation better
1: right right and though appreciated it it for for men it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about for you when i ask for your fucking opinion <laughs> <laughs> then please give okay but otherwise I'm internalizing this. I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. I think men are just, men are, 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 are kind of problem solvers. And it, it goes all the way back to the roots of, you know, when there was nothing. They had survival, food, shelter, clothing. They had to figure out how to find the food. They had to protect their family and themselves against wild animals. I mean, the problems were very simplistic, mm-hmm. but it was up to the guy to have to fucking figure that out. Okay. To how to track that animal and 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 kill that animal so that the family could could eat or I mean it's 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 kind of rooted in our internal you know just DNA. DNA yeah right so
0: so you would say then that the right time to give an opinion is just basically if you ask for it like if you if we were driving and it clearly you didn't know where you were going
1: well that and never you- happens but I think you know that. <laughs>
0: spidey senses, I know. I have an uncanny
1: <laughs> ability to know which way is northwest, and and I've you you've seen that. you have that seen that in action.
0: It. I have seen it. be I
1: in mean, the middle of nowhere is like yeah, that's north. That fucking feels so north, and it's north.
0: Yeah. Don't know why. You are good at that. Yeah, but not this that. is this is just a absolute, you know, what if? What if? So if it did seem like you were lost, and I knew where to go, or I thought I did. It would be it would behoove me to wait for you to ask.
1: Well, or or you could frame your idea or your recommendation or your theory mm-hmm. in such a way that it would not be insulting to my fragile ego.
0: Okay. so um, you know, I've actually driven down this road before, and I'm pretty sure that I turned left there.
1: Right. Something like that. Okay. Even if you're just making that shit up. <laughs> you know? Right. Even if we're in fucking Portland, and I have to ask, <laughs> when the fuck have you been in Portland before? How do you know this? <laughs> but it, it, at least it's an effort. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Well, good. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, so... Let's talk. I, about... I say
1: we circle back mm-hmm. and discuss because this. You said we had an example the other night, which was a telltale example oh, yeah. of the pursuer and the withdrawer. Okay. Why don't you kind of? And this whole podcast is about kind of like airing our dirty laundry <laughs> in some cases.
0: Well, and I mean, I think you know, no, nobody's perfect, right? Right. You know, we have our moments. So, um, I was home all day, Wednesday, like getting ready for Thanksgiving, cooking, cleaning, whatever. And I had pretty much been alone all day long. Well, all week. Well, well yeah, but I just mean, I hadn't really, I didn't even really venture out on Wednesday, right. but for a second. So I, by the time you got home at six thirty, um, I had made you dinner. And um, I was really looking to engage. Yes. I wanted conversation. I wanted, um, quote, unquote, activity. You
1: did want (laughs) activity.
0: (laughs) Um, But you had had a really stressful week and stressful day. And you were tired. And you had a long drive home. Well, and I hadn't been
1: home all week. And you
0: hadn't been home all week. And that's
1: the same every week is when I get home. I mean, this is... This is my safe place, you know, right. but I don't, when I'm gone all week, when I get home, I was like, oh, it's just, it's just a relief to be back home, you right, know? Right, So, all right, keep going. So,
0: in my mind, I was thinking, you know, we're going to talk, we're going to, you know, have activities.
1: <laughs> Why don't you just say sex? You, you, Your disclaimer is don't let your children listen to this.
0: Right, you Just right, say you're it. Right well yeah but okay.
1: activity sounds like so. we're gonna do like finger painting <laughs> or some type of well if art. And
0: had you suggested finger painting i would have done that too <laughs> i All was right. just looking i to, am
1: not going down that road I,
0: I was just looking to connect
1: okay yeah
0: so anyway long story short your fuse got less and less and then eventually you were like enough like i'm tired i'm stressed and, um,
1: I don't think I said I was stressed. I just think, I just want to, I just want to relax. I yeah. just want to, I'm home. Let me just kind of like, um, just kind of bring everything back to idle, you yeah. know, decompress. Yeah. Relax. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you, I took it personally. You did take it personally.
0: Yeah. And, it, you know, when I came upstairs, cause you came upstairs to be, you know, kind of be alone. But when I came upstairs to talk to you about it, because, of course, I was pursuing you. You were a
1: pursuer, Um, and I withdrew upstairs.
0: (laughs) Um, But you, the way that you explained it to me, which totally made sense, and it made me say, like, okay, I get it.
1: How did I explain it?
0: Well, you said um, if the roles were reversed and you wanted to go to bed and I kept at you, you would not like that.
1: No, I think what I said is if the roles were reversed, and we'll, let, let's just use like New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Because you've never paid it, made it to midnight for a New Year's Eve in like fifteen years. Right. Okay. Right.
0: And I, of
1: course, and I'm I'm kind of a night owl, right? Yeah. But you always, you never make it there, and when you say, "Well, I'm going to bed," I never try to keep you up, never try to make you feel guilty. It's like, okay. Because it's just not that big of a deal to me to make you do something that clearly you're not
0: not comfortable with.
1: We're not into it. Right. Right. And even something simple as going to bed.
0: So, yeah. And that's pretty much, you know, the explanation that you gave me made me think of a situation like that. Right. So, so I understood where you were coming from. Right
1: we had a breakthrough
0: yeah we did have a breakthrough. that was a breakthrough yeah and then it was funny because the next day we started listening to this book and it was like the first thing that they started talking about that's right and um but
1: but hang on because but then after i thought we had resolved that
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know i I pursued you again
1: you pursued again
0: (laughs) well no because i went downstairs right you had been alone for a little while i'm here Right. And then all I needed was just to come up and have a hug and have you tell me everything was good oh. so that because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to sleep.
1: But I thought we'd already resolved that we already you'd already got the hug and I said that everything is good.
0: Yeah, but I didn't feel like it was you didn't feel sincere. it
1: so was was my hug not sincere or <laughs> what did I do that this is a good this is good stuff here. What was it about the come here honey, I love you. everything's fine. Just tired, just stressed. Um, Have a good night. What was it about all that that just I don't did know. Not
0: I. Maybe it was your tone. I don't know. I honestly I don't know. Yeah, but I just know that I didn't feel like like it was completely resolved when I tried to go to bed and I had to come back up.
1: But then okay, so what did I do the second time? You're like ah, he's good. All is good.
0: I, maybe it was your tone. It was just different. Okay, and, it was, and you were like, you know. We're fine. It's all good. Okay, and yeah, I just felt better about it. All right. I think it it just like the first time you still seemed like you were really like anxious and like I don't know. It just didn't feel like after you had chilled out for a little while. All
1: right. So so for listeners then, yeah, that might be in a very similar where the the man and the male. Role model is 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 more of a with emotional withdrawer, mm-hmm. and the woman is more of a. Do you, I mean, would you say that's kind
0: of? It's a normal dynamic. I mean, okay. It, I well, I don't want to use the word normal, but general. It's a generalization. Right. Yeah.
1: So, the advice to that, if you if you had to give me advice on what I can do better, mm-hmm. and I give you advice to what you can do better, yeah, which would. For all practicality, might apply to just about everyone in your gender, everyone in mine. Right. What would be your advice to me if you could summarize it in a couple of sentences?
0: Well, I would say, you know, that I just need closure. I, I'm not going to be able to get on with what I need to get on with, you know, whether that's going to bed or going to work or, you know, whatever. I, I can't move on. I'm thinking about it. I'm just, like, stressing about it, um, it's, you know, it's taking over my mind, and I can't turn it off. Okay. So, it, so I guess, you know, being able to understand why I would continually pursue you to make closure about it. I mean, it's happened in the past, too, where, you know, you've been at work, and because you don't, you know, stay here during the week, You know, we'll have a bad conversation on the phone and I have to keep calling you back or texting you because I need just something. Like I need it to be like a certain tone or a a certain thing that you say that makes me feel good about getting off the phone.
1: Right. And I, even though when you keep calling back and I'm like, oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? (laughs) I need, right? This is. The men are from Mars. Yeah, yeah. I need to understand that it's just how you're wired, that you're thinking the exact same way that I am, but just in the opposite. You're like right. the yin and the yang. Right. Right. Okay.
0: And I mean, I, it's something that I need to figure out too, like how to be able to let you walk away and, you know, get a minute. Right.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that men really need to internalize because we're problem solvers. We need that time away to sit down and let everything kind of sink in and replay. Okay, here's what happened, here's what you said, here's what she said, mm-hmm. and really internalize how to. And it might not even be on you like, how could sometimes it has been like yeah, that was really kind of a fucking dickhead thing you said down there. Right? Well,
0: and you know what? I I can... And you
1: know that sometimes I would just walk downstairs and came in your room, right? And said, yeah, I was kind of an asshole. I'm sorry.
0: Right. Because
1: I, I figured that shit out up here internally on my own. But had you just kept coming up here, I hadn't had time to figure it out yet. Right, right. So it's important that you allow us that time to figure it out
0: yeah well and there have been times too that um maybe we've had a bad conversation on the phone and i had to start working and couldn't call back or text you and then all of a sudden out of nowhere i get a text or a phone call where you're like yeah i didn't mean that right so so i get it i just have to figure out how i can let it go
1: right now Add To add to this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to add to all of this, that men are from Mars, women are from Venus, there's mm-hmm. another element that has to be brought into play.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And those are those hormonal shifts right. that can take a feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and amplify, amplify <laughs> it right, to the oomph degree. Yes. So what to me seems like this is not a big deal. Yeah add those hormonal chemicals, what happened. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen to men, but I think to women, it's it's a little bit more extreme. Now that adds like fuel to the fire.
0: Right. Yes. Well, and I've told you before that during those times, it well, first of all, the worst thing that you could say was, you know, are you hormonal right now? Oh, yeah. Or... <laughs> What time of the month is it?
1: Trust me, I would never, <laughs> I would ne- never even go down that road.
0: No. No, that
1: is one of those freaking landmines that, yeah, I know it'll go off I'm right in right in my face if I, no.
0: Yeah. But, um, and I've told you before, too, that those little things feel like big things. They feel super real and super, you know. Important I know. and so I I mean I I try to apologize for it as much as I can. I know. But and I'm trying to, you know, make that a better situation.
1: Well and I think men have to literally just understand that. That there's hormones and chemicals going on racing through a woman's head that just
0: It's tough.
1: Yeah. So
0: and, you know, aside from the hormones, you know, for certain situations, too, it's, you know, when that stuff is happening, we are also going through a period of life that we're making a change physically and, you know, you're getting older and you have that in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind, you know, right. so all of that is like the perfect storm so you know keeping that in mind too yeah. so like um, are you wearing those pants today it might not be the best question <laughs> <laughs> that I, that, between the hormone no I'm, I'm just saying like oh, in general oh like a question like that is that what you're wearing today right um, it, it's probably like the worst okay
1: so great example Great let, let, let's stick with that example. Okay. Let's say I saw you wearing something that I just did not think flattered you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But you looked in the mirror, like, yeah, I fucking look great. Okay. <laughs> but I'm looking at it like, ah, just not my first choice here. Okay. So how would how would I how could I even breach that subject? Give me an advice.
0: Um, I would say your best bet would be um
1: I have an idea, but I'm gonna hear. Want to hear if it matches up with what what I would say?
0: Okay. Because
1: again, I'm problem solving here. Okay. I've already solved this problem.
0: Oh, I'm excited about this one. So I would say, um, hey, have you worn um, those white pants for a while? I haven't seen you in those white pants. You should wear those today.
1: Okay. Kind of where I was going. Kind of where I was going. I was thinking this along the same lines, like I fucking love those white fucking linen pants Mm -hmm. you know when's the last time you wore the yes same thing right but then of course it's in the middle of winter you're like yeah you don't wear white linen pants right well that was just
0: an example i know i I mean there are other things that you could
1: but i would never i would never say that doesn't you know that makes your ass look big
0: oh god oh hell yeah well, and I'm fine with having a big ass. <laughs> you don't have a big ass. You have, you have
1: a shaped ass. I'm, I'm good with
0: having a bubble yes. ass. Yes.
1: But what I'm saying is you should never say anything along the lines of that doesn't look good. You should say you look great, and I really love that. I love those shoes. I love those jeans. Yeah. I love that outfit.
0: Yes. yes. that Those
1: drive me crazy.
0: Yes.
1: If I want to influence you. I love it. Yes perfect okay
0: and so do um would you say that you would be as sensitive to me saying something like uh you know the that really doesn't flatter you
1: fuck no i ask you that all the time like (laughs) this doesn't feel right how does this look
0: (laughs) yeah i know but if you ask it's a little different
1: no i no i i mean i don't know i'm you wouldn't
0: care if i if I just said like that, that shirt's not the best. Well,
1: number one, I'm colorblind, so I have no idea it's fucking I'm wearing orange instead of red. It's like, who knew that? It doesn't go with freaking teal. <laughs> I didn't know.
0: Yeah, well, I have caught you with the colors. Yes, and I don't, I don't think that you would take that personally. Not at all. But um, no, I was more wondering. About- In fact, I've
1: called you. When I was on the road, Facetime be like, "Hey, fucking, is this <laughs> right? This doesn't feel right." Yeah, no, not at all.
0: Um, but even if it didn't have to do with color, that wouldn't bother you. If uh, I just said like, "Those jeans are not great." No, like you have moose knuckle.
1: Moose knuckle. <laughs> well, like for example, I have how many patches in these jeans? Well, right
0: I've now? I've clearly told you that I don't appreciate those.
1: I know. I
0: know.
1: And I I can appreciate that you don't appreciate my jeans. If you can appreciate that I appreciate them so much, that I don't give a shit. I'm, I just keep
0: patching them. Do what you gotta do. Yeah,
1: there's about seven patches in these jeans. That's frightening. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, did you get what you needed out of that one? I did. Okay. Perfect, me too. So... uh. What about influence versus nagging? Explain. So if if I wanted you to do something and I was going to influence you to do that, what would be the best way to approach the situation where it didn't feel like nagging, but yet you were fully influenced?
1: Okay, give me an example. I need an example.
0: Um, Let's see starting a skincare routine for your skin.
1: For my skin?
0: Yeah. So I say, you know what, it's time to, you know, get you like on a regimen for you to take care of your skin better. So I want you to use, you know, this cleanser, this toner, this, you know, anti-aging lotion. What would influence you to do that? versus what would feel like I was nagging you or that I was on you about it. Oh, boy.
1: Well... Cons- Hopefully
0: that's a good enough example. No, I
1: think that's an extreme example and a very good one because I don't give even half a fuck <laughs> about my skin overall. I mean, granted, of course, I, you know, I come to you and like, hey, I, I've got this. What do I put on that? Right. But, I mean, I don't... I don't I don't even know the terms for this shit. Like what's the exfoliate? Is that is that the term? <laughs> yes. I don't exfoliate.
0: Right, right.
1: Um I don't use deep cleanser in and... Right. So how would you make that a priority for me when I don't give a shit?
0: Well, I mean, in the past I've offered to give you a facial. Right. And you enjoyed it, right? Probably more so because it was relaxing, and yeah, um, you were really just laying there with your eyes shut. And right, and if rubbed.
1: if you would follow me around and do that every day, I'm all for it. But if it's <laughs> something I gotta do myself,
0: well, I think I was looking for you more to be like, "Wow, look at how great my skin looks yeah. afterwards."
1: I, 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 yeah, we don't we don't look in the mirror and, and see that as okay. I mean, I don't look in the mirror and say, my skin is glowing today. I, I just don't see that. Right, my eyes don't pick that up.
0: So that, um, maybe I should use a different example then, like influence you to, I don't know, make some kind of a change versus nagging you to make some kind of a change. Well, I don't think
1: it's, it's, it's so much nagging. I think it's just how you would, how you would phrase that. Mm -hmm. You say, in other words, you know, I know you don't, you know, it's just an example is, I know you don't really, you know, um, worry about the signs of aging mm-hmm. because you're a guy, right. where to me, it's everything about right. aging. And <laughs> yes. I battle this out on a daily basis. Right. On that note, however, this is something that, you know, let's just use a ba- my baggy, what are these called? What are these called?
0: Under-eye bags.
1: Under-eye bags. Yeah. Really? That's, that's scientific yeah. made? Right. I, mean, I know your viewers can't see me grabbing on <laughs> um, Yeah, because I mean those for me genetically get kind of saggy. Right. And I would love, and I and I and sometimes I'll look in the mirror and it looks like, you know, Al Pacino's ball sacks <laughs> are underneath my eyes. <laughs> I look tired, I look fatigued, but I'm not. Right. But I have that puppiness right there. So how you could approach something like that is I, I know this is not that big of a deal or anything like that but you know um one of my client's friends had kind of like puppy eye and this is what they put on it okay so if you you know and i can get that for you at work or this is where you can get it but if not it's no big deal okay you, you if you came to us like your, i you know you're your, uh what are these called bags bags look like al pacino's ball sacks. <laughs> You look like ass. I would
0: never say
1: that. Well, I know that. But what I'm saying is (laughs) that's a way to kind of, again, fragile ego, you know, to kind of shape it a little bit where, hey, I don't know if this makes a difference to you or not. I'll throw it out there, but it'll fix this or it'll help you with this and then just let it go. And then we will internalize that later because we're men and we problem solve. We think about shit later. It's like, you know what? Maybe that would be. A good solution, so I don't think of Al Pacino every time I look at the
0: <laughs> Okay, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so on the reverse, you know, I guess for women, it would more—I think it would be more like a man was kind of pushing you. Exactly. You know, I I hate to use the word nagging for a guy because I think it's more a man would come at you and be like this is the solution. Yes. You know, and you're trying to do it your way, but he comes in and says, you know,
1: but give me an example.
0: Um gosh, this is so I I'm trying to think of like a personal example. Um perfect example
1: oh shit oh shit i don't like that look in your eye
0: (laughs) well no this happened yesterday okay where i went one way to get somewhere and you you wanted me to go the other way i have
1: no idea what you're talking about
0: in the car oh that you worry about double backing that if i want to just hop on the highway instead of continuing on the route that i'm on and having to go down you know i know all different roads we had
1: to go east and you wanted to go west
0: just a little bit
1: well as you said it's only a mile that way (laughs) and i said well the next section is two miles because if you go a mile west you still got to double back so now you've lost two miles
0: yeah but then i got right on the highway and I was able to I got get it. right into the left am. lane.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> I get that. It, it is probably faster. Mm-hmm. But again, my lizard brain thinks
0: the shortest <laughs> distance
1: between two points is a fucking straight line. Why am I going backwards? Right, right. Okay? So,
0: So, you know, in that instance and, and previously right. to this last time. But
1: what did I say as as you were doing this? Because I looked at you like, why the fuck are we going east? Or why are we going west? We need to go east. I know.
0: But you were like, "You're driving. You're
1: driving. I'm just a passenger."
0: Yeah, but in the past, you've given me shit.
1: for I me. know, I have. I so, have. but you see, I, see how much I've grown?
0: That's you, yeah. I don't give a shit. But this was just my example. Right, it's a good example for women. So, um, for you to say, you know what, if you hopped on this road um, and went that way, you know, it would be a little bit faster or whatever. And I, you know. I would take that as, you know, you trying to, like, I like.
1: Problem solve. Yeah. That'd be a horrible, that would, that would go end horribly for me.
0: Yes. Correct? Yes.
1: Yeah. I got that.
0: Because I would just say, I've been driving for a really long time.
1: You know, And, of course, my counter to that would be I've driven more miles <laughs> in reverse than you have forward. <laughs> so what's your point?
0: Which would make things You things see what I'm much saying? Much worse. That's how <laughs> shit
1: escalates right there.
0: Because there are all, you know, there are those instances when you say things and I take it like I'm not a child. I know. You know oh, the mailbox.
1: The mailbox. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> like, shoveling near the mailbox?
0: Shoveling or getting the mail. Oh my god! Tell and me, watching your yours.
1: your your listeners will listen will, will completely agree with me on this. We're about to have an fucking argument <laughs> no, on air. No,
0: we're not going to have an argument about it because I understand where you're coming. Explain from. Explain it. Well, our mailbox is at the bottom of our little no. hilly driveway.
1: Very steep hill at the bottom, and that a leads busy right road. into a very busy road. Right. Yes. Okay. And my instructions to you have always been what? When shoveling snow, when I'm not here, or getting the mail, have been what?
0: Do not go out if there's a car coming.
1: So there is literally maybe four inches next to the white line on the edge of the road and the mailbox and the edge of the driveway. There's none. So if the driver wasn't paying attention, he was texting, whatever, distracted, and he shifted Four inches into that white lane, bam, you're dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, one day when I was getting the mail, then the, a car came out of nowhere.
1: Out of nowhere? And
0: I was in the middle of getting the mail out, and you got super pissed at me. Right.
1: Well, I wouldn't have got pissed if it literally came out of nowhere, but it <laughs> it came down the road <laughs> that I can see at least a half mile away. <laughs> But you chose to like, eh, fuck it. I'm just to get the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I did. That's.
0: And looking back on it now, I understand. But right. you really did get. I like, did. super angry.
1: It's because I love you so much and the thought of something happening to you and me not being able to do anything about it or having to go back later and be like, fuck, I, you know, had I just told her not to get the mail or to okay. shovel, you know? Right.
0: And I understand that. Right. I okay. do. It's just sometimes it comes off like, I know. oh my gosh, I'm a child. Well,
1: no. Okay. When it comes to your safety,
0: yeah,
1: that emotion is like, it's like if you're driving and Michaela's in the front seat, she's a small child, and you put your hand out there to stop her because right. you stopped. It's automatic. Right.
0: Right. You don't even
1: think about it. So yeah. when I see you doing something unsafe, I'm clicking off safe like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Can't help it. It's the same reaction. Right. So. That well,
0: man. and I mean that's better than you be like, go get the mail. Yeah. It's <laughs> There's dark. A large semi-coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you're fine in those <laughs> black clothes. Go on.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that you care. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so uh what about we'll just do one more. Okay. And that would be the point system.
1: The point system. Yeah. Okay.
0: So in the book, oh, he was points, talking so. about how men think that when they do like a grand gesture, <laughs> that it, <laughs> it's worth many, many points. Yes. That they have banked points. Right. That they can now do whatever they want to do because they've done this grand gesture and that should last for a
1: while well not do what they ever want to do like if I took you to Paris it doesn't mean like yeah let me go have an affair because I mean well no I mean I, right I, I don't get to explained. do what I want to do right but if I do something big I think you're right I think okay that yeah. was a huge we just went to this concert I, I planned it all we had a great time I have to be in her good graces for at least a couple months before I have to repeat this
0: right right right
1: where you just say, okay, that was good, check in the box, click,
0: right? Right, right.
1: But you want to not, it doesn't matter the the size or scope of the gesture, you just want consistently, even if it's very something small. Right. Like, hey, I'm going to, let me, I'll, I unloaded the dishwasher for you.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's worth the same point.
1: As, as booking a trip. To a concert in a different city, and the hotel. Well, I mean that. No, no, but no, no. It is kind of right.
0: Kind of, but I mean, I would say, I mean, that's what the book was suggesting. But I would say there are things that have seemed like they are worth more, right? You know, than other things. Right. Um. I mean, emptying the dishwasher is great, but you know, going to Minneapolis and seeing, you know, concert and staying the weekend that I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Or, you know, the hiking trip yeah. that Cuz you Cause know,
1: remember those but you didn't take a picture of me unloading the dishwasher that you reflected on fucking months <laughs> right, later. Right, right,
0: right, right. So, I would say, you know, the 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 book suggested that you know, everything was only worth a point, but I would say there are some things that are worth more. Right. Because they just took more to plan. You know, so you had to put more thought into it. So
1: now, is this for the guy? Is this for the man or the woman?
0: Well, so that's the man thinks that they um, have banked points. Bank points.
1: So we, we don't bank points.
0: Well, I'm right? Not-
1: no, we we just established that. You know, but it's it's the it's the smaller gestures done <clears throat> consistently that mean that add up to the same as one big gesture
0: right 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 okay and so what um what do men see in that in that whole point system like
1: uh you know i i, I honestly do not i mean i've never thought of it as a, a point system in in that regards mm-hmm. um I, I mean i i would say that from a, a, a and this is going to sound terrible it's going to sound selfish it's going to sound prickish <laughs> oh boy but i look at it for from well of course my food is ready and of course the house is clean <laughs> and of course that the magic hamper has produced clean clean laundry um you, you kind of spoil me in, in t- to a d- degree that you condition me where i just become too expected right and i have to and i I think i do a pretty good job of this uh of saying of realizing there was a lot of effort (laughs) from the time that you took your freaking sweaty gym shorts and and shirt (laughs) and just threw them in a hamper for them to go through the entire (laughs) (laughs) trip into the laundry into the dryer, to get folded, back into the laundry basket and magically appear. Right. I don't appreciate that unless I really think it through.
0: Right. And there have been- a-, a clean
1: house. When I see you sweeping the floor. Yeah. Like this house is always spotless. It didn't get that way. And I need, and I believe I do say I, I do appreciate everything that you do. Yeah, you do. I do. So, but I mean, this is something that-, that I'm 53 now. I took a lot of ass kickings. <laughs> took a lot of ass kickings to get me to this point. Right. And what I'm trying to say is, let's we can save yourself so much pain and agony. Yes. If you just do this shit in your 20s and 30s.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it, it's so great to to have as much knowledge as you is so easily accessible now. You know, you can listen to an audible book you know, without much effort, it's not like you have to sit down and read the whole book and highlight, right? And you can listen to a podcast. You know, whereas maybe when we were younger and in different relationships, you know, it, you just didn't have that kind it's of knowledge. trial and error. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, and as it is now, I feel like we're learning something every day. I would agree. And um, and you know every. Every marriage, every relationship goes through different ebbs and flows, you know, and to be able to ride that out a little bit easier um, and with, you know, a good amount of knowledge and, you know, knowledge is power. So I think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's an interesting subject. I mean, interpersonal relationships, especially with, with two people that, that live in the same house, uh, I mean, man and wife i mean that's when look at the divorce rate right? right right yeah i mean it's it's up near 50% so this shit that we're talking about if, if you just take it be a little bit proactive and try to look at it from the other person's point of view and understand my point of view and listen to some some self-help books like this or love language there's nothing but goodness that comes out of it right you know if you do some self-reflection and go okay I can see where that would help me or I could get better in that area. But you have to want to be, to get better. You have to want to self-improve right. in everything. So, right,
0: Yeah. And, um, and you know, not giving up so easily. You know, I, you and I have um, an understanding where we don't say certain words. We don't fight certain ways because we know.
1: What are certain words we don't say?
0: We don't say divorce. Oh no. Okay. We never say the D word. No. And um you know, and I think that's important. Yeah. We also don't call each other names. No, absolutely not. And that it's very common. It's hard for me to get my mind around, right. but it's really common. Right. And I think that since we laid that groundwork from the very beginning, you know, it's never been an option to you know No call each other a name or or threaten right
1: with with with, Leaving. with divorce. of course yeah. that's just ridiculous not even an option
0: right right and I think if more people went at their relationships that way maybe the divorce rate wouldn't be yeah. quite as high maybe so did I say it right
1: <laughs> you didn't <say. laughs> you've come around to the way I say divorced and you say it say it the way you normally say it divorced <laughs> like Dolores you say divorced <laughs> kills me
0: I don't know why I don't know, I don't know either I don't know <laughs> so maybe that's why I've never said we will
1: never get divorced
0: <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, well that's a good thing <laughs> anyway so um hopefully you guys took something out of this one I th- Thought it was really interesting, and um, I always love any excuse to have you as my guest. So,
1: <laughs> well, I I hope I, I offer some insight from the male perspective. Of course, I'm no, I'm not clinically trained or anything like that. So well, just this I. is trial and error.
0: Um, but it definitely yeah. has made me see more of your point of view, and I think it's yep. back Absolutely. at me. Yes, so love it. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody. Um hope you enjoyed the show and if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to email me at bettermepodcast@gmail.com at or um you can DM me on Instagram and please follow me on Instagram at bettermepodcast. Um I'm always readily available to answer any questions. Or if you have any comments or topic ideas, I really enjoy getting those as well. Um, And this has been really fun today. So uh, thank you all and we will talk next week.